to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Good afternoon, morning, evening, middle of the night, whenever you're listening to this. Good day. <laughs> I wanted to alert you guys to a couple of things before we head into all the things is that we are going to attempt to start a YouTube channel. I know. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. I know. I know. I know. I know. So the first thing that we need to do is I'm going to be putting up some of our podcast episodes with some like, you know, trippy graphics and stuff, but it's really our podcast episodes with trippy graphics so that that's another place where you could hear our episodes. But as I get more and more evolved in the technological, you know, arena we are going to have, you know, reels or shorts or whatever they call them on YouTube. I think it's shorts on YouTube and reels on Instagram. And probably start a TikTok and start to get more into the video world. So if you wouldn't mind, if you love us and you want to support us and you don't have the funds or the ability or, or the desire to become a patron for five bucks a month, if you don't want to do any of that, follow us on social media. And if you could follow our YouTube channel, even though... There isn't really much on there yet. If you could follow it and we can get our subscribers up, then just hit the little bell. Hit the little bell. Yeah, just hit the little. Yeah, so that's what they all say, right? Yeah. Just like, subscribe, and hit the bell, whatever. Just hit the little bell. That would just help us get to that YouTube thousand subscribers that you need to get to so that actually Kathy and I could start doing like live streams of our recording, putting up some videos. Uh, and, and able to just really engage with you guys more in the video arena, which is something that we have been wanting to do for five years because we are in our fifth season. And I feel as if the sixth season has this vista for us, mm. the video. Plus, we're going to Monster Palooza and we want to throw up some videos from it because <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it we want to share it with you guys. And that's free to do. We can just share it with you. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. Anyway, I wanted to share that because we've been working really hard on it. And so... Please, please go follow us. That would be insanely, we would be insanely grateful. Thank you for that. I'm excited for that. Me too. I wanted to bring up, have you ever heard of an artist by the name of Sean Koss? Mm -mm. Okay. This guy, I think I'm going to buy his book. Okay. He is an incredible artist and he wrote a book called It's All in Your Head and it explores mental health issues through haunting illustrations and personal interpretations. The book has 12 chapters and recounts memorable interactions with patients who have severe physical symptoms that come from their mental state. I've seen things like this done in the past with schizophrenia, like people with schizophrenia who do paintings and, and that stuff is really cool. This, these illustrations though are very different because he humanizes the disorder and they, they kind of look like aliens. Like if you look him up right now, the one that really, I think got me the most was postpartum depression. I've, I know exactly who you're talking Ooh. about now. I have seen these illustrations. I know exactly who you're talking I about. So I have seen his art as a suggestion that he's all, they've already sold out of his books. I'm on pre-order right now because he has sold so many. It's a great book to even as, as morbid as it is to even just have on your coffee table. Cause it's such a conversation piece. And the narcissistic personality disorder one is really fascinating where there's, it's a two headed monster. Mm -hmm. One says man, one says God. It's unbelievable. So anybody out there that appreciates any sort of comic like 
art. I mean, because it's really the the illustrations, they're all black and white. He uses incredible shading and he really just personifies yeah. these illnesses. And he's such an incredible artist. I really just wanted to promote his work because it's it, it really allows people to capture not even just an essence, but an embodiment of what it's like to have these illnesses. So I just thought it was so cool. That's so great. Yeah. The way I feel, I believe it's got to be the same guy, man. I'm just not sure. But um, there's this website called anymeansnecessary.com. Yes, that's it. Okay, great. That's okay, it. great. I just want to make, uh-huh. I just wanted to confirm we were talking about the same person because I found it in a completely different way. I didn't find it through the book. I found it through the art. In other words, you can go and as Kathy's mentioning, you can go on his website and you can buy prints you don't have to buy the book necessarily if the book is out. You can buy prints. There's also tarot cards, which is how I found my way. Like the t- there's t-shirts, mm. there's mm-hmm. accessories, there's, of course, the book, there's headwear. And there's just a lot of ways to support him in that way. But there's just a lot of merch. There's a lot of things. So I that's how I found that's so funny because that's how I found him was through the art. Well, and by, uh, by any means necessary popped up as a suggestion on my Instagram. It probably did for me too then. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. but you're right. It takes you to the site, but they were, they happened to be promoting his book at the, but anyway, even if you just want to Google it, check it out. And he, they show you like several different ones from his book. Like I got chills. So great. I yeah. thought it was so great as well. I also wanted to mention, like we're going to do a mini cast on this of everything that's coming out in April. And it's already like the second week in, in April now, but I want, I just wanted to mention there's two shark movies coming out this month. And, and so Kathy need to know about it. So okay. I'm telling her about it. That's and awesome. One is really bad, I think. And it's called big shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is a horror film about a big shark. Um, I, in case. I would imagine. Hopefully it's not about like an executive. I mean, it looks be awful. The trailer is like, the worst CGI you've ever seen in your life. Three firefighters, Georgie, Tim, and Patrick must save New Orleans from a killer shark. Mm. Now, having just watched the last Sharknado. Ugh, love those. So it was, I, my mind was blown. I wish I did drugs because I can imagine what that watching that movie would be like on any kind of something mm-hmm. that, alters you mm-hmm. I feel as if my brain would have exploded so yeah. I'm really glad that I don't do drugs for many reasons right but <laughs> I just want to tell you that Big Shark is coming out and there are trailers and you need to go and see them and it's by Tommy Wasau 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 and then the other one you know he did The Room <laughs> okay so if you were going to go Shitty shark movie. I don't. I don't know why they picked this <laughs> Shitty one. Shitty <but laughs> shark movie. <laughs> I'm not sure why this one got chosen. But anyway, the other one is called uh, Black Demon, mm. which better title, mm-hmm. better pictures. <laughs> I don't know. This one looks a little bit better. There is also a trailer for this one. Uh, yeah, when Oil Man. Paul Sturgis takes his family to Bahia Negra, the crown jewel of Baja, and the site of Paul's best performing oil rig, the vibrant Mexican coastal town he once knew has mysteriously crumbled, and now it's a decrepit ghost town. And then, you know, the man, the boat, they get ferociously attacked by a massive black shark. 
black demon and the hilarity ensues. So I'm actually a little bit interested in that one. I'm going to see both. I mean, let's just be clear. Sure. I will see all the shitty shark movies, but we also do a shark week in our discord uh, in July. It's usually in July. We, we mirror it with the national geographic shark week and we just watch shark horror all week together. So if you want to mm. join us for that, please do. It's a lot of fun. That sounds fun. I know we always do it during the summer in the middle of my teaching, but I um, mm -hmm. like to follow you all on Discord when you're watching it because the, um, the, the commentary the commentary is, is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we do a challenge. Like usually I'll do a challenge, you know, watch so many movies, blah, blah, blah. And then I send out gifts and stuff because yeah. I like to send out prize packs. And it's yeah. usually, you know, shark shenanigans. You know, sure. Shark heads and yeah. things, toys and things. Anyway. So yeah. the next thing we're going to do is a little thing that we like to call. I lost my page. Cool, oh, man. Okay. Number one, the federal trade commission estimates that as many as blank Americans have had their identity stolen. Oh no. Do I want to know? I don't do I. Probably not. Probably not. Mm -hmm. It is a horror fact. It's a horror fact. Number two, what country is the most earthquake prone? Got it. <laughs> I don't have any idea, but I can guess. Number three, all the clocks in Pulp Fiction are set to what time? <laughs> yeah. Fun. Fun fact. Now that's just a fun fact. This one is my favorite question of this set. And okay. I'm going to give you three. I, was, I thought you were going to say of all time. I was no, like, oh, I'm going to give you three options. Mm. The blob of toothpaste on a toothbrush has a name. <laughs> Again, not a horror fact, but a funny fact. Fun is facts. it a nurdle? <laughs> is it a nipple? <laughs> or is it a nettle? You always add nipple to Nipple's everything. Nipple's a fun word, and maybe it is called a nipple. No, you I, do put it in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> but you always add nipple as a choice. <laughs> you do put it in your mouth. <laughs> Number five, God damn it! How often does lightning strike the earth per second? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just want it to not strike me. Can you put some nipple on my toothbrush, please? <laughs> I'm gonna love it because you're gonna one day you're just gonna be like, so what was the um fourth character from the left in the blob? I'll give you three choices. Nipple. Oh my god, yes. It's just, Joe, it's, James, <laughs> or nipple. Or nipple. <laughs> Fuck my life. Okay. You'll get the answers to that later in the show if you've if you're new here. Also, Kathy, before we go into things, Kathy was eating a legendary foods protein pastry. Yes, I was. 20 grams of protein, four net carbs, strawberry flavored. I go on the website and there's like 10 different flavors. They look delicious. Are they delicious? I think they're pretty good. Like pretty good for a, a, a pseudo pop tart. Yeah. Because protein always obviously changes the flavor, mm -hmm. but. I really like these and they do, um, they all, they do all different ones, 
but they are, you know, there's a nostalgia to them, but they're also pretty tasty and they're super soft and you can either eat them out of the package or like, toasted or toast just like regular pop tarts. Yeah. Just like pop tarts. And mm-hmm. so you, you endorse the strawberry, blueberry, blueberry, brown sugar, brown sugar. All right. I'm going to give it yes, a shot. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. If you're trying to get your protein on chips, <sighs> tips. I, Okay. Are we getting to this crazy? So now our topic of the day, this is not just a normal horror show. I wanted to do a, a, a history of the way that the grindhouse films of the 19, mostly of the 1970s and early 1980s started. And um, there was a, an article that came out that, that really facilitated this idea through the horror news network. And it's called a history of don't films part one, the hallmark years. So I don't know if people know this, but the roots of many of these exploitation films, and I'll describe what a grindhouse movie is in just a second traces back to a a Boston based film distributor, hallmark releasing corporation, not to confuse them with the greeting cards and other Christmas movie people. Uh, but Hallmark was actually... I mean, that could be fun. That but. would be funny, but it's just ironic that, that that's the name. They they coined it as a down and dirty exploitation film distributor headed by Steve Manasian, or Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. A name that's going to pop up a lot in, in this article if you choose to read it. I'm going to be pulling from this article, but before we have this discussion, if people don't know what... Uh, grindhouse film is it's also called action house the grindhouse is a name provided to some american theaters that primarily showed films that were considered low budget horror or splatter films um, as well as various exploitation films for adults only Mm. and so they were rather common through the 1970s and 80s at least until home video and then the rise of cable television would threaten the grindhouse economy the grind policy is what they call it, and this is on a this is on an article or on a uh, this specific piece is on the website Beverly Boy Productions. Everything you need to know about Grindhouse film history. Okay. So historian David Church describes Grindhouse theaters as having been likely named after Grind Policy, which was a film programming method that could be historically dated back to the 1920s. So oh. we also know, like, when you go back to some of those early films like people would go and put like a quarter in a box and like turn you could see like the woman like showing her tits yeah, and all yeah, of that. Yeah. So the grind policy basically provided that films would be shown continuously at reduced rate ticket prices, which would increase as the day progressed. The grind policy was opposite of that used by many theaters in which only a few shows per day were screened and the pricing was increased based on seating with better seats, resulting in higher ticket costs. So grind policy was like, it's a bang for your buck. You're going to go in, you know, you're going to kind of sit wherever you want. You're going to get it at a reduced rate. Grind house films Mm. became these really like as the decades went on they became these really low budget horror films that people would actually be given puke bags. Um, <laughs> oh, the drama, the drama. Right. Oh, so drama. it was like people would, would go and they were like, listen, it's going to offend the shit out of you and you're probably yeah. going to throw up. So we're going to go but ahead and give you, yeah, we're going to go ahead and give you, you know, some, some bags here in case you, puke such good marketing such great marketing so the the end of the era uh was like around the 
mid nineties. So Grindhouse, you saw like names like uh, Quentin Tarantino put out some as like an homage to the whole thing. Yeah, they still make them. It's just they not, do. It's just not yeah. coming from a marketing standpoint. So there's a very very small number of Grindhouse theaters that exist today, and um, mostly it's because these features are like I just said, an homage to the ones that were made in the past, but they're also like really bad films. They're yeah. Not good. Mostly. Yeah. So let's go back to <laughs> um, this article on uh, the history. Okay. So how did this industry become really powerful is through Hallmark. Mm-hmm. They started to produce um, these films in the early seventies. And the, the, one of the very, first ones was called Mark of the Devil. And this was a German film in 1970. It was a 1970 West German horror film. It was most remembered for U.S. marketing slogans. The Hallmark would release that they had some really, really great marketing and they would release things that would say positively the most horrifying film ever made rated V for violence while sick bags were given to free the audience upon admission. (laughs) If you go to look at the posters of these things, they're flipping hysterical (laughs) but if you really look further into them they were very disturbing films Mm. so as they they continued i mean they were just literally like not to use the word again but they really started to grind out a lot of these films right so hallmark first struck gold with with the german acquisition mark mark of the devil Okay. A lot of what they were really good at was the marketing. Brilliant advertising gimmicks. If you look at the photos, lots of bright like giallo reds and yeah. yellows. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a picture of a woman with a clamp around her head and she's being gagged and Ugh, tortured. Lord. And eventually Hallmark was like making a ton of money from this. So someone in Hallmark's boardroom must have looked down at the company ch- uh, checkbook and said, like, why don't we start to do this on our own? because they're making all of this money, they started to create a lot of these independent films. And at at, at the time, many of these independent films were financed by distributors who own these small grindhouse theaters. So the film distributor would get a certain percentage and then the film industry would make uh, a, a hell of a lot. As it continued, they realized that after a while, these titles were not doing as well in 1971, Hallmark invested $90,000 into a movie called The Sex Crime of the Century. Mm. And the low-budget film would have sunk unnoticed had it not been for Hallmark's marketing. And so this moved into movies like Last House on the Left. And so now now you're like seeing this building of a bunch of these films that are incredibly disturbing, but they're getting this huge cult following. So Hallmark's now pocketing all of this money. So they follow up Last House's success by buying the rights to this low-budget film, The Forgotten. And this is where we get into the main part of what I'm talking about today. What they started to realize is is that the titles were part of the reason that they weren't taking off. So The Mm -hmm. Forgotten, Beyond Help, they weren't really um, living up to what these films were. The Snake Pit, Death Ward 13, none of them proved to be an audience draw. That's when someone said the magic words. How about don't? Don't look in the basement. The new title combined with a repeat of the already vetted to avoid fainting, yada, yada, yada. Don't do this. Don't do that. So this whole movement blew up and we had all of these different films that started with the the word don't don't look in the basement don't be afraid of the dark don't go in the basement don't open the door <laughs> don't hang up and it became this really big thing hallmark were still hard at work distributing all these other films 
And the promotional gimmick suddenly lost their zing, but they still hadn't forgotten the word don't. So after a while, they started to use it for films that really didn't even need the title. And that's sort of when it started to burn out, where they would would just bank on that don't title as being a moneymaker. And eventually it just kind of died out. And then also the the idea of the grindhouse film started to die out just because film and television started to change with cable television and having more regulations around things and people just sense that's when like a lot of the censoring started to kick in and these films were really gratuitous and they would have been considered like video nasties in Mm. the UK but it's just really funny that there's a whole story around how these things blew up and the cult following around people really loving to be put in a position where they're like vomiting (laughs) and like they're handing you sick bags almost like an airline as you go in or at least the pretending that things are going to really gross you out. Like, you, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's great marketing. Yeah. I mean, right? especially for horror films and I mean, they're torture porn. That's right. So, and that was big in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. You watch any of these? I did. (laughs) So there were some really terrible ones and there's some still made now that are not technically grindhouse films, but they, they will, I think the the, essence is the essence of don't (laughs) is now been something that people use quite a bit. So I watched, (laughs) um, don't open till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas was terrible. It was basically about uh, Santa Claus who had been traumatized as a child. It had a lot of flavor of like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. Um, and he was just blowing people up. Le- Santa was like blowing people up left and right. <laughs> I have seen it. But it was uh, very not recently. But yeah. Yeah. Um, don't go into the house was another one I watched. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of the dark is is one of I think the best ones and then they redid it in 1993 and I really didn't care for it very much the remake so those were the three major ones and then there was a newer one called don't breathe Uh, but yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah I I feel like I may have seen that one so I watched don't go in the house you watched that one I watched that one too let's talk about it (laughs) what did you think (laughs) I mean (laughs) I have to pull it up here first the don't go in the house was um first of all it's it's 1980 so the the and shot in 79 so it's an American psychological horror film that is this the one if if I if I remember because I watched a few of them is this the sorority one or no no okay this is the pyromaniac guy oh, one. Oh God! Yes. So this is like the an OG don't film. Like this is one of the ones that was like. Yes, it was banned in the UK for it was, decades. It's an OG. Yeah. Like if you're gonna watch one of these to get the essence of what we're talking about, yeah. this would be a really good one to start with because honestly, I thought it was pretty solid for the time. It's 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 a psychopath. Mm-hmm. It's a psycho, mm-hmm. meaning Norman Bates. Taking care of a sick mother. Taking yeah. care of a sick mom. Mm-hmm. Mom complex. Who, I remember this now. Who okay. is a psycho. And he happens to be also into fire. And so you've got all the elements. You've got the like, take the woman, hold the woman, chain the woman mm-hmm. to the ceiling, which a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of these movies do that. Like strip her down and chain her to the ceiling and do stuff to her or whatever. Torture her. And so... And then you've got like the dude that goes on the hunt. I mean, it's every but everything we talk about as far as serial killers right. from this time, the seventies and eighties, that that's the vibes of this movie. And I thought it was kind of like very darkly psychological. It's really dark. I remember, um, I remember it now because it was actually the first one I watched. I watched it a few weeks ago, so I couldn't remember. But this one was dark, hard to get through because it's so old. 
but it was, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I watch a lot of old movies, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I watch these movies like 10 minutes at a time. Exactly. You can't But I thought this one was it. pretty solid for that. It was. Yeah, it was. But this, <laughs> is, one, this, this is one of the, the, like Shannon said, the quintessential go-to, like start with this. Yeah. And it was right around the end. I mean, it was 1979, 1980. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just a really, it, this whole genre and this, the whole trajectory of this genre, I think is. Uh, it's just kind of fascinating, but so you said, "Don't afraid of the dark" is one of your faves. You want to talk about that yeah, one a little so bit? Yeah. So the so there's two. There, don't be afraid of the dark. The original, which I believe was in, because they made it, they made it, they've remade it. I think a couple of times. 1973 is my is my favorite version of it, mm-hmm. and I think there's a real creep factor to it. So it's a young couple inherits an old mansion inhabited by small demon-like creatures who are determined to make the wife one of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it takes place down in the basement, and there's like this weird stuff that comes through the furnace, okay. and the little kid goes down there during the day not knowing what she's like opening, and because it's the seventies and the, and the, the filter and the acting, it's just really dark. And then they re <laughs> yeah. they redo it in 2010 with what's her name from Dawson's Creek, Katie, Katie, oh, Holmes. Katie Holmes. And it's just not, it's not good. Yeah, this, this one is, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the original 1973, because they were still able to do just like black Christmas, they yep. were able yep. to do these really, really creepy things that the 1973 one is, is right up there. With right. Black Christmas and um, oh, what's the other one you you and Ice make fun of me for loving? Oh, um, I, I do. With the masks. I think yeah. Black Christmas is fucking f- terrifying. No, I'm talking about the other one, uh, uh, Taurus Trap. Oh, so oh, those oh, those sure. three are like my three old movies that still terrify me to watch. Taurus yeah. Trap, Black don't Christmas, be afraid, and Don't Be Afraid, and of, don't the be afraid of the Dark. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I also watched uh, Don't Answer the Phone from mm-hmm. 1980, which is like around that same time. Yep. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's another dude kidnapping women and torturing yeah. them and killing them. So it's another psychopathy. I What I realized very quickly is these movies are definitely like if you want to look at psychopath, how we viewed psychopathy in the 70s and 80s, which doesn't have a ton of nuance. They just were going after the idea of the just no feeling serial killer, like no psycho, barely any psychology to it. Just sadists, you know, yep. we, we thought all serial killers were sadists. We thought they were all like into the torture, into the, you know, raping and maiming and all of that. Mm-hmm. And as we know now from mm-hmm. decades of psychological research, there's a much more varied psychological picture, but this is definitely a genre that I learned <laughs> Is typecasting, basically, yeah. the mm-hmm. psychopath into the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Right on. Let's get some answers to the old... Okay. Oh, number one, the Federal Trade Commission estimates that as many as blank Americans have had their identity stolen. 12%. I don't know. Is it a percentage or a number? Um, Sorry. It's got to be percentage, yeah. Okay, um, twelve percent. Ninety. What? Yeah, I don't know. I. Excuse I me. That can't. Mine actually have. <laughs> I mean, mine. My, I. I not to a degree. I don't know how they're qualifying this though. But yeah. I've had to issue out like get new credit cards and all of that because my shit's been stolen. So I think not all of it is resulting in like, like a complete. Full, yeah. It's like if you get your if someone charges ten bucks to your 
credit card accounts kind of thing. I would imagine. Okay, yeah, I've had, then, I've had then that's more believable. <laughs> I've had credit cards that I have to. Oh yeah, of course. Say, yeah, because someone's used them. What country is uh, the most earthquake prone? Thailand, Japan. Okay, yeah. I was going for. I was gonna say. Yeah, that's yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. All the clocks in Pulp Fiction are set to what time? Four twenty, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the blob of toothpaste on a toothbrush has a name. Is it a nurdle? Is it a nipple? Is it a nettle? It's not a nipple, okay, <laughs> Kathy, and your nipples. Uh, I'm. <laughs> she's just laughing silently. You can't hear. Nurdle is my guess. It is nurdle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there was once a lawsuit over which company had the right to actually use this. One of these times, you're just gonna you're gonna literally search for questions that the answer is nipple, so that you can. Oh, that's a good idea for next week. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> and then, how often does lightning strike the Earth per second? Uh, three times per second. One hundred. Oh, all over the world. In Craziness. LA, currently, probably like seven hundred a day with the right rain on your on. home, right at your nipple. She's like, no, shut up. Okay, thank you so much for coming to the show today, Kathy. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. We very much appreciate you, and we will catch you next time. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.